Good morning, good Chodesh. Welcome to all those joining us today for the first day of Rosh Chodesh Elul, Tav Shin Pei Gimel. We dedicate, the, we're continuing in Likute Alachas, Yoradea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Ksiva Sefetoyra, Hilchas Sefetoyra, Halacha Beis, from the beginning. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Yantafrad Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kaporas Mishkova, <coughs> and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Gitlea Bas Frumet, Aviva Chaya Bas Estermindel, Doniel Yehoshua Ben Yente Frida Blima, Necharochel Bas Hindalea, Fruma Bas Genessa, Yehudis Nechama Bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchok Ben Chanarifka, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Pesia bas Chayester, Soralea bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha bas Shiradvoira, Hillel Yisrael ben Sora, Nechem Yizalma ben Sorafega, David Leib ben Shena, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya bas Tzipko Rivka, David ben Behia, Shainel bas Lea, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Frangel Rechel, Shlomo Nisa ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Miriam Esther bas Sori Gittel, Sorocha bas Yisbendel, Avigelon bas Yisbendel, Tuvi Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Gitganendel bas Sipoira, Levalea bas Sipoira, Shraga Betzal ben Chayesora, Shlomo ben Rivka Shprinza, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisroel. This halacha is based on chapter 22 in Likut Imran, which has a, an extraordinary story behind it. It's a Rosh Hashanah Torah that Rabbein Azal said. And Rabbein Azal said that he was somewhere in heaven and there was like a, an auditorium where they were going to say Torah. And he said, I love hearing Torah, so I wanted to go in. And there was a guard at the door that, that wouldn't, wouldn't let me in. And I had to pay a thousand adumim to get in. That was the entrance fee. A thousand adumim, it seems, is a very serious amount of money, maybe like a hundred thousand dollars. Rabbi Nezal said, I did it. I paid. And I went in. And this is some of what I heard there. This is this chapter on Likut Imran, Torah Chof Beis on Likut Imran, which is an incredible, incredible Torah. There's maybe 10 or 15 chapters of Likut Yalochas that are based on that Torah and Likut Imran. This is one of them. Mitzvah Saseh, Sheikh Doiv Kolechot Mi'Yisrael Sefer Torah, Liatzmoi. There's a positive commandment in the Torah that every Jew should have a, should write a Sefer Torah for themselves. Ve'ikra Mitzvah, Sheikh Doiv HaSefer Torah Bi'atzmoi. The best way that a person would perform this mitzvah is they could actually write a Sefer Torah for themselves as it says clearly in the Torah. And now, write for yourselves this song, referring to the Torah. That's the halacha in Shulchan Aruch. This halacha will be based on chapter 22 in Likut Imran, which is based on a chapter in the Zohar Kodesh. 
one of the holiest parts of the Zohar Kodesh is called Safra Ditsniusa, the hidden Sefer. And there's five or six chapters there. <coughs> and Rabbi Mizal has a, ch- a Torah on the Kutimran on each one of those chapters. This, this, this Torah begins with Bereshis Bora, and, and Rabbi Nezal says, Bereshis Maimar, Bora Chatsi Maimar. The word Bereshis is a complete statement. Bora is half a statement. Bora is half of Bereshis. Av Uben, this represents a father and a son. Sosim Vigalia, hidden and revealed. That's the introduction. And Rabbi Nezal begins there, Da Sheyesh Choysam. That chapter on the Kutumran is entitled Choysam Betoy Choysam, a seal within a seal, a double seal. And Rabbi Nezal explains in that chapter on the Kutumran that there are two Choysams, the hands and the feet. They are both Choysams. And Rabbi Nezal goes into a whole deep, elaborate explanation as to what the hands are, what the feet is, and how it all relates. <coughs> To summarize a little bit of what's spoken about in that chapter on the Kutimran, When Klal Yisrael stood at Har Sinai and they said those words, Nase Venishma, we, we agreed to fulfill everything in the Torah, and when you get a chance, Hashem, you'll explain it to us. Because they showed such a level of trust in Hashem. I don't have to understand. Where do I sign? Show me where to sign. I'm in. When you get a chance, you'll, you'll explain it to me. <clears throat> that that's how a person is zeichet to simcha. Because the Gemara says that when the Jews said Nasev and Nishma, two malachim came down for every single Jew and placed a crown on their head. One crown for Nasa, one crown for Nishma. And Rabbi Nezal shows there... <clears throat> That's these crowns that these malachim placed on the heads of each Jew by Har Sinai. <clears throat> and we know that a crown is worn on top of the head, and simcha is described as on top of the head. There's a posuk, v'simchas oilam al roisham, eternal joy on their head. So simcha is keser. And the Jews was zeichet keser by saying nasev and ishma, v'heim bechinas nistar v'nigla. And Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kutimran that nasa and ishma correspond to nigla and nistar, the revealed part of the Torah and the hidden part of the Torah. Sheheim bechinas Torahs Hashem v'Torasoi, which correspond to our Torah, the Torah that we can acquire and the Torah of Hashem, which is on a much higher level. The Gemara says, how do we know? The Gemara says, Hashem learns Torah. And the Gemara says, Hashem fulfills the mitzvahs. But obviously, it's on a completely different wavelength than us. There's nothing physical about Hashem. Bechinas Torah utfila. And Rabbi Nezal shows there also that Nase and Nishma correspond to Torah and Tfila. Ki hanase hu bechinas nigla, bechinas Torah. Bechinas Torasoi, v'hanishma hu bechinas Tfila, bechinas Torah Hashem, bechinas Nistor. Again, Rabbi Nezal in that turn the Kutumran makes two columns, a, a lower level and a higher level, and he shows the correspondence of each one. So here he laid out for us that Nase 
corresponds to Torah, Nishma corresponds to Tefillah, and so on and so forth. How does this apply to me? What am I supposed to do with this? The mission of a Jew in this world is to keep moving. There's no such thing as staying in one place. If a person is staying in one place, they're in a Yerida. That's a Yerida. One of Rabbeinazal's students once said, if my Kriyashma today will be the same as yesterday's Kriyashma, I'm prepared to put my head on the guillotine they should chop off my head. Because if Hashem gave me a new day to live, He's expecting new. He doesn't want yesterday's Shachris. He wants a brand new Shachris this morning. He wants a brand new, He wants me to go to a new level every day to be climbing. Just like on Hanukkah, we see Moisif Vahoylech, we, the first day we light one candle, the second day two candles, three candles. That's genuine Judaism, moving, growing. There are people who get married, and when they get married, they are at a certain level in their Yiddishkeit. And one of the two, the wife or the husband, starts becoming more religious. And the other spouse says, one minute, I, I didn't buy into this. When I married you, you weren't doing this. You, can, you can't change. You can't change? Are you kidding? If we can't change, we're not Jewish. Because Judaism is all about changing every day, every minute, going from level, increasing, getting closer to Hashem every day. That's authentic Judaism. Every single day I have to strive to convert what's, what's nishma to me into nase. What I don't know yet, to convert it into something that I do know. Mehatfila Torah. To take Tfila and make it into Torah. Mehanistar, to take that which was hidden from me and make it into Nigla, revealed. Vichulu, etc., etc. Ki bechol oilam voilam, u bechol madrega u madrega, yesh bechinas nasa because Rabbi Nezal explains there, this Nas of Anishma isn't just like a one-time kind of thing. It applies on, in every different world, on every different level. There's the Nas of Anishma. There's what I haven't achieved yet and what I have achieved. And I keep trying to, to, to achieve new things so that I get a new Nishma. Each time I, I, I achieve new things, I convert a Nishma into a Nasa, I get a new Nishma. Both, both. Rav Nosenzal brings in one place <coughs> that there's a concept of chidushe Torah. It's brought in the Zohar Kodesh that if chas v'shalom, a parent isn't living or someone like that, one of the most powerful things you can do to elevate that neshama is if the child is zeichet to be mechadesh in Torah, to come forth with something new in the Torah. So Rav Nosenzal asks, what about 90% of us who aren't on that level? We're lucky if we can read the, read the words, if we're lucky we can... Tra- <clears throat> so I, I'm not allowed to be mechan. He says, if a person approaches the Torah new every day, if a person approaches what I'm learning like it's the first time, that, that's also referred to as chidushe Torah. That's being mechadish. So, ubechol madrego madrega yesh bechinas naase venishma. Ubechinas hanishma shebe madrega zois oy eitzel odom zeh what to one person, what to a person in third grade is nishma, 
to the person in sixth grade, that's nasa, that's baby stuff for them. Oi madrega cheres hagavoyemimeno, or a level or still higher. Vechein madrega, vechein midargo ledargo, ume oilam loilam. And this continues from level to level, from world to world. And every time that a person converts the nishma into nasa, they take what was originally hidden from them and it becomes revealed. The person gets a new nishma. This is a dynamic thing. It's moving, it's changing all the time. And this continues as a person is traveling up and going from world to world. When do you go from world to world? When you daven Shachris. The Arizal explains. Shachris is divided into four sections. Korbonos is Oilam Hoasiyah. Psuki de Zimra is Oilam Hayetzira, the world of the Malachim. Uh, Kriyashma and its brachas are the Oilam Habriya. Shmonesre is Atzilus. So when a person is davening Shachris properly, with a minion hopefully, and trying to daven with kavana, etc., etc., they're traveling, whether they feel it or not, whether they're aware of it or not, they're going from level to level. Ad ein soif, ad infinitum. This continues all the way to ein soif. Va'ayin shom kol zeh heitev heitev. Rav Nosanzal says, take a look over there in Likut Emran, look it over very, very well, because this is an incredible, incredible insight. Continuing from Likute Maran, through Nasa Venishma, we're to these crowns, and crowns are Simcha. The Simchas Oilam Al Roisham. Vaide Simcha Zoichin Laazus. Through Simcha, a person is Zoichet to healthy Azus. Healthy Azus. The Gemara says, Loinitna Toyro Lebene Israel Elam Epneisha Azenheim. The Torah was given to the Jewish people only because we have azas. We have guts. The Goyim are scary cats. When Hashem offered them the Torah, I don't know. I have to see what's in it. You have to tell me what I can't just sign it. The Jews said, Torah, where, where do I sign? I'm not afraid. You're kidding? If Hashem is offering, I'm not afraid. Hashem would never offer anything not good to me. Just show me where to sign. That's azas digdusha, it's called. This concept of azas digdusha. And Rabbi Nezal says there that through Simcha, the Shulchan Aruch begins. The Shulchan Aruch begins with the words, quoting a Mishnah, heavy az kanomer, that to be religious, you have to have brazenness, you have to have holy chutzpah sometimes, to be able to ask a question. A person's embarrassed. I don't want to be embarrassed. What if the rabbi said my question was a stupid question? I don't want to go through it. So I won't ask. V'loi habayshan lomid, it says in Perkiovis. You have to have holy chutzpah sometimes. Sometimes you have to push yourself a little bit. So through simcha, a person is azus. It's a pasuk. Ki chedvas Hashem, hi mo'uzchem. Joy with Hashem, that's your strength. That's what gives you this azus of kedusha. Bechinas koilois. This means making noise. Davening loud, hearing your, hearing your voice when you're davening. There's a pasuk hein yitain bekoiloi koil ois. That koil is a concept of ois. Making sound is a con- is an expression of azus azus. Valide azus nichnosen el hakedusha u miskarven lahashiv aroyim. 
And through this holy azus, a person is able to come close to holiness and to come close to the seven shepherds, to the tzaddikim. There's a pasuk, Nehalta v'ozcha el nevei kotshecha. That Hashem, you led us with your strength, with oiz, el nevei kotshecha, to the domain of holiness, referring to the Beis Hamikdash, referring to the tzaddikim. Sheheim klolius emunas Yisrael. These seven shepherds represent the full spectrum of emuna of Klal Yisrael. They're called Royin, shepherds. There's a pasuk Shchon Eretz Urei Emuna. Live in the land and be nourished, be nurtured with emuna. Urei. So these seven Sadikim, they are wall-to-wall emuna. The Gemara refers to Klal Yisrael as Maminim Bnei Maminim. We are believers, the descendants of believers. The tzaddikim are the ones who shine emuna into Klal Yisrael. The tzaddik be'emunosu yichyeh. And through emuna, a person fills their hands. Sorry. Through their emuna, these shivaroyim fill their hands. We fill our hands and we draw light from these seven shepherds. Because the hands are emuna. There's a pasuk, Vayihi Yodov Emuna. Moshe Rabbeinu's hands were stretched out in tefillah. And it says, Vayihi Yodov Emuna. And through this, we're to this seal of the hands, which is the seal of emuna. Seal, chaisem, exactly. Chaisem, no, no, no. Seal means a, 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 an insignia-like. And when a person has this, this will lead to the second chaisem, which is the chaisem of the feet. Because the critical, the most critical item here is the emuna. Ayin Shom calls heitev heitev. Rav says again, Look over the chapter and we put him around very, very well. And now he begins the discussion about the Sefer Torah. Question, what exactly does it mean that Simcha is above the head? Doesn't it have to be placed in the heart? <clears throat> there is a Pasuk in Tehillim that says, Nosato Simcha Balibi. Hashem, you have placed joy in my heart. There's another pasuk, Or Zaruel Atzadik, Ule Yishrei Lev Simcha, about a joyous heart. So there are sources for that. At the same time, we are told that Simcha, when we talk about the spheroids, the levels of Kedusha, Simcha is up there in Keser. It's brought that the word Besimcha is the letters Machshava, Machshava going up to this highest place. <clears throat> and Rabbein Zal has a chapter on the Kutimran, chapter 24, where he speaks about Klai. He, he begins by saying there's a certain light that's above Nefesh Ruach Neshad, a super incredible, incredible high light. And in the Torah he says, how does a person get to that light? Through Asiyas HaMitzvahis B'Simcha. By performing mitzvahs with Simcha, that's how a person taps into this highest light, this keser. 
we know that the Geula, it's brought that the Geula, the final redemption, is going to come again from that highest place. It's brought that the word Goal in Atbash is Keser, where you switch the first letter of the Aleph base, the, the, the letter in the beginning with the letter, letter at the end. Letter number two with the second one from the end, and so on and so forth. That's this code called Atbash. Keser, the word Chav Tav Reish, becomes Gimel Aleph Lamed. So, it's not necessarily in order. Not, not in order. <clears throat> and there's a Pasuk, Ki Besimcha Seitzeyun. With Simcha, we're going to get out of Golos. So again, Simcha, in terms of the level, the level of Kedusha, the level of holiness of Simcha, Simcha is, is all the way up there. It's the Keser. We have to try to bring Simcha into our heart because the heart is the king of the body. One of the kings in the body is the heart. If the heart is full of Simcha, the heart can, can get the rest of the orchestra to start moving. There's a Pasuk, Liboy Nosa Esraglov. His heart picked up his feet. When a person's really happy, a person's at a wedding, and the music is playing, and, and everybody's, and the food is, the, everything is beautiful, the feet go up. People start dancing and clapping, and the whole body lifts off from that simcha in the heart. But in terms of what madrega simcha is, simcha is keser. Rabbi Nezal shows there. Paragraph Bays. And this is all related to the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. And here we'll answer a question that was asked yesterday. Every Jew is required to write a Sefer Torah for himself. Or shall kolponim yagiabo ois achas. Or at least modify one letter, fill in one letter. If a person does that, it's considered as if they wrote the entire Sefer Torah. Because if one letter is missing, the Sefer Torah is possible. So each and every letter completes the, the Sefer Torah. Whereas a person who just goes out to the marketplace and buys a Sefer Torah that's finished and doesn't... The Gemara says, it's like grabbing a mitzvah from the marketplace. It's not really doing it right. Doing it right is action. Getting, into the, getting a piece of the action. Writing one of the letters, at least. And this is why it's a custom in Klal Yisrael, a very holy custom that when a new Sefer Torah is being written, the Sefer leaves letters at the end unfinished. He draws the frame of the letter, the outside of the letter, usually, and he doesn't fill it in. And the people are given the opportunity to buy a letter or to come, close friends come and fill in a letter, and usually there's a plate there for the Sefer. It's an opportunity to donate a money, a little money for the Sefer who's doing this extra work going through this whole process of people coming and writing and the, the whole thing, and he usually has to fix it up, you know, etc. Ki kolechot mi Yisrael tzorech lekabel es mechodosh. Because every single Jew is required to receive the Torah anew. Kamei as it says in the Pasuk, 
the Torah that I am commanding you today. What do you mean today? Hashem commanded us the Torah a few thousand years ago. No, no, no. V'dosh Rabbi Senuzal, and it says in the Sifri, Bechol yoim yil beinecho kachadoshim. Again, authentic Judaism, every single day the Torah is brand new. It's as if today I became Jewish, and today I'm, I'm doing this, I'm putting on a talus for the first time, I'm putting on scissors for the first time, I'm washing negovasa for the first time. And the real receiving the Torah all the, at all times is, is in the format of this Because every single Jew, from the smallest one, from the youngest one, to the most advanced, has this concept of nasev and ishma, dahainu, meaning, mashuhu yoideya umeivin, that which the person knows and understands completely, zebechinas nasev, that's called nasev, shehu bechinas nigla, that's revealed, bechinas Torah, kanal, umashenistar venelamimenu, that which the person doesn't know yet and doesn't understand yet, zebechinas nishma, bechinas tfila. That's referred to as nishma and tefillah. Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutimran how tefillah, there's a pasuk, lishmoya el harina vel hatfila. So we see that tefillah is associated with lishmoya, nishma. And each and every single one of us has to strive to receive the Torah all the time anew. Which means every single day, every single hour, I'm trying to learn new things. I'm trying to understand things that I didn't understand before. And to convert the nishma to nasa. And each time you do this, when I've learned everything, a person goes into sixth grade. Day one, they're learning new things that they didn't learn in fifth grade. And every month throughout the year, they're learning the full sixth grade curriculum. When they come to the end of the year and they finish sixth grade, they've done all the nishma has been made in Tanasa, they go into seventh grade. They go a new nishma. They receive a new nishma. And then the person is supposed to continue every day learning new things. And convert that nishma And then he gets to a higher level nishma. And to keep climbing from level to level. To keep climbing from one set of nasa v'nishma to a whole new set of nasa v'nishma. And continuing the whole time. Start again. They start again. Everyone has ups and downs. Everyone goes to sleep at night. Go to sleep at night, they close the lights. They, sh- they close the lights on my brain. My brain shuts down. 99% shuts down. What do I do in the morning? Brand new. Chadoshim Rabbi Korim Rabbi Munasecha. Starting from scratch.
but hopefully starting from a new scratch, you know, and climbing the ladder. Sometimes a person falls down the ladder. Rav Nosenzal had a dream. A year before he met Rabbi Nachman, he had a dream, and in the dream he started climbing a ladder and he fell. And then he got up, picked himself up, and started climbing again, and he went further up the ladder and fell again. And then it happened a third time. He was climbing, climbing, and fell, and he felt almost like he couldn't pick himself up anymore. And a young man came over to him and said to him, Dropezich, undropezich, underhaltzich. Hang in there. Again, go again, again, and hold on. A year later, when he met Rabbeinazal, he, he remembered that this was that young man in the dream who gave him that chizuk, who made it clear to him that this is how it works. Person climbs and they fall, they fall. Hang it, keep, keep trying. You're going to get to the top. You're going you're gonna to make it. You're going to make it. Any other questions, please? And this is what writing a Sefer Torah is all about. Because the writing of the Sefer Torah is an example of this Nasev We're drawing a high level of light called Nishma, we're drawing it down and converting it into dafka, Because the person writing the Sefer Torah or writing any letter in the Sefer Torah must have in mind, I'm writing this, L'Shem Kedusha Sefer Torah. I'm writing this so that this should fulfill the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. Kim L'Shem Kedusha Sefer Torah, P'sula. If the person had any other intention at the time, what they didn't have in mind that this should be, this should have the holiness of a Sefer Torah, it's possible, chas v'shon. Ki oleho ha The holiness doesn't come on to the parchment and onto the letters unless the person who's writing has this in mind. V'gam tzorech she'ichtoiv kol Hashemois shabo l'shem kedushas Hashem. And when you write Hashem's name, it's a whole other level person has to have in mind, I'm writing these letters in order to write the holy, holy name of Hashem. There are some seifrim who go to the mikveh every single time before writing Hashem's name. It's, there is such a concept, such a level of awe and, and purity. And this intent that the halacha says that the, the one who's writing has to have in mind l'shmo, l'shem tusha sefer Torah, l'shem tusha shem, zois hakavona hi bechinas nishma. That thought that the sefer has at the time, that this is l'shem tusha sefer Torah, that thought is nishma, bechinas tefillah. It's like a tefillah. Shehi bechinas dveikus ubitu le'en soif. Because tefillah is a form of a deep, deep connection to the infinite, to the infinite light of Hashem. Because it's from the infinite light of Hashem, from Ein Soif, that we draw all holiness. And 
And the sofer, before he starts writing, has to connect his thought to Hashem. That again is the nishma. To bring down from there holiness. To know that I'm writing this for the sake of Hashem. L'shem Kedusha Sefer Torah, that this should acquire the holiness of a Sefer Torah. U L'shem Kedusha Hashem, and the holiness of the name of Hashem. U B'Kavon Azud Tzorach Sheichtov HaSefer Torah. It's with this intent that he has to write the Sefer Torah. V'Azai. And if he has this Kavona, K'Shekoisev Oisiyas HaTorah, B'Kavon HaShem Yisborach L'shem Kedusha, when the Sefer writes those letters with that thought, Azai mamshech bechinas hanishma, bechinas hanister, bechinas oirein soif, letoich oisi ois hanichtov masif Torah. Then he draws this light called nishma, hidden, infinite light, into the letters that he's writing on that parchment. Shehein bechinas nase, that's nase, that's something physical, tangible. Bechinas asiyah gashmias, a physical, tangible thing that's being done. Nimza. So we see that this mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah is a powerful example, a clear example of going from Nishma to Naseh. Because when a person does any mitzvah, they're supposed to have in mind they're doing it for the mitzvah. But a Sefer Torah, if I put on tzitzis and I didn't have that in mind, I still get credit for putting on tzitzis. If I give tzedakah and I didn't have in mind it, I still get credit. But writing a Sefer Torah... Unless I have that clear kavana, and usually they say it, the, again, when they have the ceremony of completing the Sefer Torah, when the person sits down next to the Sefer, the Sefer usually has a paper there that says, L'shem Kedusha Sefer Torah. And he'll remind each person who's writing even one letter, have in mind that you're writing L'shem Kedusha Sefer Torah. And usually they will not let the people write a letter of Hashem's name, because that's a whole other level. Because the truth is, the letters of the Torah are incredible, high-level, spiritual light. The Tikkun Zohar has pages explaining each and every letter, how each and every letter in the Aleph base is Hashem's name, and, and incredible secrets in the gematrias and all the different things about each letter. <coughs> and all the letters of the Torah are rooted in Hashem. In the infinite light of Hashem. And it's from up there that we're bringing these letters down into this world. And this is where the Torah puts such emphasis on this, that when you're writing a Sefer Torah, the intent must be there, must be solid and clear. Because by the Sefer, or whoever's writing, having a clear thought that I'm writing this for the sake of the holiness of Sefer Torah. <clears throat> and when I write Hashem's name, when I write a Yud and a He, I'm, I'm writing these letters to be the, the name of Hashem. 
By doing that, the cipher is plugging into the infinite light. He's plugging his brain into the infinite light of Hashem. That's the source of all the holiness of the Sefer Torah, and of all of those holy names of Hashem. And it's with this intent that he writes the letters in the Sefer Torah. And through this, he's completing this procedure of converting Nishma into Nase, he's taking something that's originally Hashem's Torah and he's making it his Torah. He's bringing it down from Hashem down to this world, to becoming ours. And this is what the Yerushalmi says, the Gemara says, that when Hashem gave the Torah in Har Sinai, it was black fire on white fire. We talk about black letters, writing the letters in black ink on white parchment. The Gemara speaks about black fire on white fire. Shehi bechinas ksiva sefer that's the writing of a Sefer Torah. Ki hanishma shi bechinas nister hu bechinas eish shchora. Because the nishma, which represents the hidden, that's this black fire. Ki hanishma nikra shochor. Because the nishma, the hidden, something that's hidden, is called black, dark. Machma she'yev shela sigoi. Because I can't, un- I don't understand it. I'm in the dark about this. Means that I don't understand it. Bechinas yoshes choishech sisroi, as the pasuk says, the Zohar Kodesh quotes this pasuk, that Hashem's hiddenness, Hashem places His hiddenness in the darkness. This is an incredible thing. I remember hearing. We were privileged that my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld at one point gave some shiurim in Tikkunei Zohar, in the introduction to the Tikkunei Zohar, which is pages and pages, and each line is a book, like each line in Tikkunei Zohar is like a sefer. And one of the questions that's asked there is, we make a bracha every morning, Baruch Ato Hashem Alekenem Alechoylam, Yoitzer Oyer Uvoyrei Choyshech, Oyseshalem Avores Hakol, before Kriyashma. Yoitzer Yitzira, we know that when we talk about the worlds, the heavenly worlds, Yitzira is the world of the angels, which is the second one from the bottom. Bria is the world of the throne of Hashem, which is a much, much higher level. So the Zohar Kodesh asks, one second, Yitzir you're calling light, and Boire you're calling Choyshech? I thought Bria is much higher than Yitzira. The Zohar Kodesh says, you're right. Bria is much higher. The word choyshech there doesn't mean absence of light. The word choyshech there means that the light is so bright that if you would look at it, it would look black to you. It's, it's, so, it's such a high-level light that you can't see it. It's like mystery, like something that's a mystery that you don't understand. It looks, it's dark, you're in the dark about it. That's what the term choyshech means, and that's what Rav is talking about over here. Exactly. The secrets of Torah 
are referred to as darkness and black because of their incredible depth, something that's super deep, deep, deep. You look down and something that's deep, it's, it's dark down there, that kind of thing. As Rav Enazal says in Likut Imran, in chapter 15 in Quran, a person who wants to taste the hidden light. And there Rav Enazal speaks about this, that the, the secrets are referred to as darkness. Because we are in the dark about it. And our mission is to convert Nistor to Nigla, to take the black fire and bring it down to white fire, make white fire out of it. That's what the writing of a Sefer Torah is about. Black fire on white fire. We're, we're converting that which was originally hidden to something revealed. Because when we bring that black fire onto the white fire, meaning we draw these letters of the Sefer Torah from their origin, from the infinite Hashem, and we draw it down, to the point where it becomes physical, where we're writing it with black ink onto a piece of parchment, now we have the ability to read those letters and to understand them a little bit, to understand a little bit about what it's all about. And again, this is an example of converting that which was originally hidden to reveal, Mehanishma Nase. Nimtzo, we conclude therefore, Sheksiba Sefetoira Hibachina Shaoisme Anishma Nase. Writing a Sefetoira is an example of converting Nishma Tanase. Vial Kain Sorich Kol Echod Sheyichtoiv Daika Bi Atzmoi Sefetoira Li Atzmoi. And this is why every single Jew has a requirement to write a Sefetoira. You should write the Sefetoira and write it for yourself. This is why many people, most people, who have a Sefer Torah written and donate it to a shul, they make it clear, I'm, not, I'm donating the usage of the Sefer Torah. It's my Sefer Torah. I'm not giving it away. It belongs to me. It belongs to my family. I'm donating the usage of the Sefer Torah. Sometimes it's put in writing in a contract. Sometimes they write it actually on the mantle of the Sefer Torah. But usually that's the way it's done unless a person has already written a Sefer Torah, and this is the second one or the third one, then they don't have to worry so much. But if it's that first one, you want to make it clear, like the halacha says, that you wrote it for yourself. Because <clears throat> every single Jew has their Naseh Venishma, which is different from somebody else's. And therefore, I cannot fulfill this mitzvah with a Sefer Torah that somebody else wrote. Because I need to get my Nishma. Because my friend has a different Nasev Nishma. Either he's more advanced than me, 
or he's on a lower level than me, because no two people are on the exact same level. If my friend who just had a Sefer Torah written is on a higher level than me, I cannot receive his Nishma. It's too high for me. If my friend is on a lower level than me, how in the world am I going to fulfill my mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, of making Nishman Tanasah? I already finished that level. I'm, on a, I'm not in elementary school, I'm in high school already. What he's writing, or, or a paper for elementary school, that's not going to do anything for me. The person who's on a higher level has to get to a higher Nishma. Therefore, a person has to write the Sefer Torah for themselves. In order for the person to receive the Nasa Venishma of their level. That's why there's so much emphasis in writing a Sefer Torah that I'm writing it and I'm writing it for me. I'm writing it to fulfill my obligation, my mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. Questions? Very good question. Since the letters of the Sefer Torah are incredibly sacred vessels, what is a person supposed to have in mind when they're seeing the Hagba, when the person in the shul lifts up the Sefer to show it to everybody? The Arizal says that when that happens, there's a switch being flicked. That's when those letters are pumping out, generating light. And a person should try, if possible, to get close enough to the Sefer Torah where they can read the letters, where they can make out the letters. If you do, then those letters are beaming spiritual light into you at the time. So again, each person, as much as they can, to make sure when Hagba is being done, no pushing, don't step on anybody, don't fall on you. But if a person can, to be able to see the letters. And the person doing the Hagba, you see people doing Hagba, and they have no idea in the world what they're doing. The guy's doing Hagba and looking the other way, or or opening it an eighth of an inch and, or doing it real quickly so nobody can see, the person doesn't know what they're doing, that this is a very important event that's taking place in the shul, that Hashem is turn, opening the faucet, turning on a major light that everybody in the shul should be able to benefit from because getting called up to the Torah, there's only three people or four people or seven people. What about the rest of the shul? How do we get that light? This is one of the ways that we get that light that when the Sefer Torah is being viewed, it's being shown, to be able to look at the letters and to try to see if you can make out the letters. If possible, a person tries to look at exactly where they're going to start reading from or where they finish reading. But even if not, as long as you can make out some of the letters, you've, made, you've plugged in, you've made that connection, and you're receiving some of that great light. And now we can understand the concept of the written Torah and the oral Torah. 
כי השם יסבורך מוסר לנו תרוסוי בכסב הכלולה מנעשה ונשמע. Because Hashem has given us his Torah in writing, which is a combination of Nasa and Nishma, as we just explained. However, every single person is required to keep climbing every day from one level to the next. And to understand new things all the time. And to leave yesterday's Nasa Venishma and come to a new Nasa, a higher level Nasa Venishma. That's one of the reasons why Hashem decided not to write everything clearly in the Torah. But rather, Hashem gave the Torah in writing. And a lot of it is not written down there. A lot of it was given over orally to Moshe Rabbeinu during those 40 days that he went up to, to heaven. Because the written Torah, even though we just went through a whole explanation showing how even in the written Torah there's a Nasa and a Nishma, but Rabbi Nosanzal says, on a certain level, the written Torah is Nasa. <laughs> because putting something in writing is making it more physical. That's called asiyah. <laughs> and the Torah Shebal Peh, which the Zohar Kodesh calls Malchus, Malchus Peh, and Malchus is Tfila. Dovar Amel said, Va'ani Tfila, Tfila is Nishma. Lishmoya el horino vel hatfila. Ki iker tor shabalper, humashahachachomim amitim mechachin becholder vador. Because when we talk about tor shabalper, that's what each one of the rabbis in every single generation came forth with new, new revelations of Torah. The Tanoim gave us Mishnah, the Amoiroim gave us Gemara. And the latter, the Rishonim gave us their svarim, the Rajbo, the Ritva, all of these Sadiqim. She'onu mizhorun lishmoyalohem. And we are commanded, <coughs> our relationship with these rabbis is to listen to them, lishmoya. Don't deviate to the right or to the left of what the rabbis will tell you. And all of these revelations and explanations that these rabbis reveal and explain in the Torah by using by using the 13 formulas by which the rabbis are authorized to interpret the Torah, that's the oral Torah. There also it's a Nasevenishma. We're taking what we hear and, con- and actualizing it. Because in the beginning, when I learned <coughs> this Pasuk in the Chumash, I didn't really understand fully what it's telling us. And now by learning the Gemara and learning the other Sfarim, wow, now I understand what this Pasuk is. Now I really understand what this Pasuk is all about. So I made Nishma, I, I made Nistar into Nigla. 
he took that which he didn't understand at first, it was hidden from him, and now it became revealed. Now I learned it, now I know it. We conclude, therefore, that the oral Torah is nishma. It starts out as nishma, something that we don't know. When I was learning the Torah Shebech Sav, I didn't, I didn't know what it really meant. And this is why the Tashem gave us the Torah in two parts, written and oral. And every single Jew is supposed to be learning both. <clears throat> every person is required to be involved in this Nasav and Ishma process. And to keep climbing from level to level to bring forth new revelations in the Torah and to get to know that which is hidden in the Torah that which you didn't know till now to convert the Nishma to Naser and that's what the oral Torah is really all about because again the written Torah we hardly know anything. If you look at the mitzvah of tefillin in the Chumash, it's one pasuk, or one or two psukim. It doesn't say anything about leather, black, for nothing, nothing. You should have tefillin on your hand and your head. Have a nice day. That, that's the Chumash. And in the Gemara, there's pages and pages. Every word. Toitofa. What is toitofa? In African, tat means two. In Swahili, pat means two. So Tatafois means four. It's telling us that tefillin's got to be four. It's got to be four-cornered. It's got to be four parshios and all the different things that the rabbis learned out from it. Any questions? Question. Kabbalistically, the oral Torah is Malchus, and the written Torah is called Zerampin. So how in the world can we say here, here we seem to be implying that the written Torah is Nigla, and the oral Torah is Nistar? You, you're right. This is the limud of Hasidus and Kabbalah, that everything is relative, and it's dependent on the discussion that we're having. In, on a certain level, the Torah Shebech Sav is much higher than the Torah Shebaal Peh. That's what Hashem wrote, you know. That's the nistar, and the, but in a, 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 from the perspective that we're dealing with now in this chapter on Likut Imran, and how Rav Nosson Zal is giving us an, an understanding of it, based on this, this for this discussion, the Torah Shebech Sav is the nigla, the Torah Shebaal Peh is the nistar in this case. The Torah Shebech Sav is what we see. Take out a Sefer Torah, you see it says, Vaidabra Lakim al Moshe. Where does it say black? Where does it say leather? It doesn't say it. So that, that's Nistar. Compared to that, within this context, the Torah Shabbat Peh is being referred to as Nistar. But again, on a standard level, on a, when we're talking about standards, the Torah Shabbat is Zerampin, which is Chesed, Gvor, Tveres, Netzach, especially Tiferes, and Torah Shabbat Peh is referred to as Malchus.
wishing everybody that Baruch Hashem, today is Rosh Chodesh El, tomorrow is going to be Rosh Chodesh El, and Rav Nassim is going to give us a whole discussion now to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. We didn't include this name in the beginning, we include it now, that the, the learning today should be for a complete Rafua Shalema for Shloimoi Ben Yehudis. A complete Rafua Shalema.